0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Hot Takes with a Hot Gal. It's me, your local hot gal, Alyssa White. Oh, I don't know if I should say my last name. I did it anyways. There's so many of me. Um, So many people with those names. So, yeah, third episode in, going pretty hot, hot and heavy. Um, So this episode is going to be a very... A very hot take, especially in this day and age. Um, this episode is actually going to be about antidepressants, which I love, and it's going to be kind of a different a different way of discussing this hot take. Um, because normally, like in the past two episodes, I've had people on who kind of contradict the the general belief. So I think antidepressants are great, um, and a lot of the time they're very much needed and rather than have someone come on and contradict kind of saying, oh, like, I feel like I don't need antidepressants, like, I get through with, you know, meditation and yoga, Um, I kind of didn't want to do that just because I believe that if you do need medication, you should 100% be on it, Um, and there's a lot of people that are just very unaware that it could help them in that way. Um, I do know that there are a lot of people that don't actually need it, but I'm talking about people that straight up do have some sort of anxiety or depression or bipolar or any of the any of the you know fun little mental diseases that we have here. And so, kind of rather what I'm going to do today is I've invited my guest Gavin on, and we're going to talk about antidepressants in another way. So, kind of how we got into taking them. Because I was fine with them right off the bat, I was completely okay with the concept of antidepressants, but Gavin was not right off the bat, so hi, Gav, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, good to be
1: here. Thank you, good to be here.
0: (laughs) So, tell us a little bit about yourself, just like in general.
1: Yeah, well, I feel like I had kind of the opposite experience of you, you know, you kind of like hit it right off the bat, you know, it worked for you right away. yeah. Um I honestly had a ten year experience like for it to start working. Uh, yeah. I'm twenty three right now, you know, yeah. like, I feel like you know, I kind of started, you know, getting into therapy, you know, my mom started putting me into therapy at mm-hmm. age like twelve or thirteen, so you, were you know. Right off the bat. Exactly. And you know.
0: So what what kind of like how how did you notice that something was was going on? Like you have you have anxiety.
1: Yeah, definitely. But you know what, like I didn't really, because, you know, like, I'm gay, and, like, I, it was, like, the whole, like, coming out thing, you know, like, finding yourself, too. So it was really hard to, like, differentiate that from, you know, like, coming out and stuff.
0: Okay, so at first, like, this this was still at the same time you were, like, 12, 13. Exactly. So at first, you were, like, oh, it's it's just kind of an anxiety over coming out. Like, I don't actually have a problem.
1: Right. And this is, like, the time where, you know, I realized, like, ooh, snap, like, something is different.
0: Okay. But,
1: you know, I guess it was two things, you know, but I thought it was, like, one thing. Wow, that's really tough.
0: Yeah, for me, I guess I grew up in a household where, like, antidepressants and SSRIs were, like, common. Like, my mom's been taking them her whole life. Um, and the same thing, she's had, like a like, a 30-year battle with it because she still hasn't found the right one for her. And so I always just was kind of like, oh yeah, whatever, little brain candy as we call it in our family. But I remember like my first time that I realized I would have anxiety is I was like 10 years old and I was at like a a church camp or something. And, you know, we were talking about God and everything and then I like look and I'm like, this was like my first existential moment at ten years old. Mm-hmm. And I was like, What if I just die and there's blackness and that's it at ten.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's what I think that's gonna happen.
0: Right? Okay, well that's another
1: another hot take. Yeah, but that's that... that's another topic. But, you know. <laughs>
0: but that was like literally the moment I was like, Oh my god, I have such a big anxiety over dying. And then right. my first panic attack was at fourteen. I remember I was just, like, sitting at home. Like, nothing too crazy was even happening. Like, nothing that would trigger it normally. I was just, like, sitting with my parents. And then all of a sudden, like, my chest got really heavy. And the <laughs> my, like, my, my arms were, like, numb completely. And I literally thought I was going to die. I thought I was having a heart attack at the age of 14.
1: So scary. I know. That is so scary.
0: Yeah. And then... um and then I was like, oh, shit, I might have a problem, which is pretty funny now looking back because, yeah, that was definitely crazy to have at 14. Like, nothing going on in my life that would kind of instigate a panic attack. Yeah,
1: for, like, a 14-year-old. Yeah, that's yeah. just
0: who I am, I guess. But, so tell me about kind of what happened in in your therapy sessions and how you came to the the decision to start taking meds.
1: So, like, in the beginning... It was, you know, I was, like, a very, like, rebellious kid. Okay. And I'm still, like, you know, kind of, like, a rebellious person. You know, it's part of my personality, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, you know, people just, like, thought something was wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So my... My mom started like taking into this doctor. I know her name's still Doctor Pangea.
0: Mm. Pangea. Like exactly. the really like, big
1: Exactly Okay. <laughs> like, like the first consonant, like the, Weird. the mono consonant or whatever. That's bananas. Um, so I just I remember her about You know, doing like the blocks and like these cards and like all this like weird shit.
0: Like trying to suss you out, but like without you being aware of it. Like
1: trying to suss me out and charging my mom like 200 bucks an hour. And, and,
0: You know,
1: insurance didn't cover it, but like, you know, like, and, you know, it obviously like the outcome was gonna be like, oh, your kid has ADHD.
0: Okay. Put him on
1: medication. Um, Which is
0: what I feel like they do for so many young boys boys half the time are just like that's just
1: who they are they're just yeah they're just rowdy yeah which is like how I was yeah you know and I still am and you know what like fuck it like whatever
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly okay so ADHD and then did they put you on meds right away for that
1: well no so that was that was like technically like a therapist or like a psycho therapist or whatever. Oh, so
0: she couldn't prescribe yeah, you so anything. She couldn't
1: prescribe me anything, so she yeah. referred me to another doctor. Yeah. You know, and then they prescribed me something. Yeah. So it was what was it called? It was like Vyvanse.
0: Vyvanse. I th- I think yeah. I've heard of that.
1: Yeah. So I I really don't know like what the chemical name is, but it's basically like a ADHD drug or whatever. Okay. Um it really, like, it didn't make me feel like myself, you know? Yeah. I really did not like
0: Well, that. that's one of the biggest complaints is if you don't have ADHD, right, and you're on this, you yeah. just, your levels drop so low.
1: Exactly.
0: Because the theory is that if you do have ADHD, like, it'll drop you to a normal level. Yeah. But, like,
1: if and you don't have it, then you're just fucking... I don't know you're just like a zombie I just felt like a zombie like I didn't feel like I had a personality yeah and like also like the other thing like the biggest thing was you know some people think it's like kind of shallow I don't think it's shallow at all but um you know I was 12 13 14 but you know you're going through puberty that whole Mm -hmm. time was I could not get a boner like before like I could get a boner
0: yeah whatever and stuff that's crazy. I, I couldn't,
1: and I was like very like sexually frustrated, like 12 yeah. 14. and like yeah, it's so it's so sad that I knew what like you know being sexually frustrated was like.
0: Well, I feel like that's <laughs> that's exactly the time because it's like oh my god, boys would just like exactly that's in. like, They'd it's be like, like, like you yeah, it's you know? like when you
1: whack it off like four times a day or like <laughs> yeah that's
0: a like the time like- and I couldn't and
1: like I wanted to really bad but like this want to be
0: a part of the group
1: exactly but like you know every single fucking morning like you know I didn't want to take the pills so like my my doctor was like oh okay we'll just put it in some applesauce like the no know,
0: like your dog applesauce. exactly
1: <gasps> like treating me like I'm some kind of fucking animal oh my
0: god For like my
1: cereal or something I was like like what the
0: fuck you're like no I think the issue is that it changes my personality and it's not the correct thing for me yeah
1: I was like maybe if I don't want to be taking this if it doesn't make me feel good yeah get the hint
0: like yeah yeah wow that's crazy um
1: but you know it just wasn't right it, it just like wasn't the right medication for me
0: yeah exactly yeah um By the way, listeners, if you didn't know, so you go to a psychologist. So the process of normally getting meds in general, um, especially with our current um, medical system, is that you'll see a a psychologist, and so they're like the... Sometimes it's like psychotherapy, or it's just like a, um, a psychologist in general, and they're trying to suss out your feelings. So when I finally got all of my diagnoses, I guess, I have, like, generalized anxiety disorder, panic disorder, and, uh, depression. So when I finally got all those, it's, <laughs> it's kind of funny, you're, like, taking one of those personality quizzes, and, like, at the end, it's like, oh my gosh, am I gonna be, like, a Britney or a Christina? Like,
1: but well, it always come up, like, inconclusive.
0: Really? Oh, my God. They literally can't even describe you. All. Yeah. They're just like, whoa. They're but just no. like, oh, we don't
1: know who you are. You're so fucked up. We can't even say.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. I literally went into the psychologist. I sat down. And I was like, da-da-da-da-da. Like, after I took my survey. Because you do it, like, on a little tablet, 2019. And then you submit it. And so they have your results already up. And so I sat down. And she's like, how are you doing today? And I just started bawling my eyes oh. out. I was like, a- really good. How are you? And she's like, oh, okay. Like we can just talk about it right away. So from the psychologist, what happens if they, if they decide that you need to kind of like further get help, they will then send you to a psychiatrist who is capable of writing prescriptions for their clients. So then you have to get into a psychiatrist. Um, and then they will talk more about your diagnosis kind of, and, um, then they will prescribe you, what they think is best for you, um, which in Gavin's case, the very first one was uh, HG, ADHD medicine, which yeah. it was not the problem there.
1: Exactly. And that's the thing. For a lot of people, it's a lot of trial and error. It's a
0: lot of trial and, and error. In my
1: case, it was 10 years yeah. of trial and
0: error. Well, because... So, how did they get from, oh, he has ADHD, to, oh, he has, like, actual
1: anxiety?
0: like when it's even on
1: top of that it's like actually bipolar
0: oh shit yeah I forget I'm sorry you are bipolar yeah exactly um so how did how did that kind of turn into that when was that kind of turning point
1: in well for just like some background like you know bipolar is something that really doesn't you know, show up or um, not show up, but I guess doesn't uh, show symptoms Mm -hmm. until your 20s. And, you know, it starts getting worse and worse and worse, like, as you get, like, further into your 20s. Yeah. So, you know, I'm 23 right now. I I feel, like, really, really fortunate because, you know, we started addressing it, like, you know, a couple years ago or whatever at Mm -hmm. 21.
0: Yeah. So what was that, like, process like? Like, you went and you... Like, how did they find out it was bipolar over just depression or over just anxiety like how how did that happen do you remember
1: well yeah so for from the last doctor that prescribed me um Mm -hmm. um I started like refusing to take it yeah I I told my mom like no like I'm not gonna take it do not put that shit in my food you know yeah and I think this was like you know still in middle school like almost in high school or whatever um and then she started taking me to another psychiatrist who I really I really 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 vibed with and this is where I got my Adderall prescription for. It. Ooh. Because it was it was still like a your kid has ADHD thing. Yeah. You know? Everybody loves Adderall. Like, oh like Adderall, like sell me some Adderall. Oh blah, 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 blah. my god. Right? That like I know. Like if I if I have to study, like, you know, I'll definitely like an Adderall. <laughs> like, you know, I have a prescription. But like the thing is, like, no, like I'm I cannot take that shit every day, you know? Yeah. It, I can't sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, the other Vyvanse or whatever, I can't get a boner. Yeah. Like, I cannot get it on. Like, you know. Wow. It sucks. Like, I could not, I couldn't live like that. I really couldn't. Wow. So, I don't know. So, you know, before I started going to this doctor, it was actually my fifth grade teacher. When my mom went to a parent-teacher conference, she pulled my mom aside and she was like, hey, like, I think your kid has ADHD. I think you need to take him to a doctor or something. And wow. then, so, like, I had already been taken to a doctor. Yeah. But this is, like, this was, like, the catalyst of my mom taking me to the new doctor. Yeah. The, Dr. McDermott, who yeah. I actually really vibed with. Nice. Um,
0: but it's, that's crazy, because what is your fifth grade teacher? Who are they to say that a child, I'm sorry, your teacher, not a doctor?
1: Right? Yeah. She has literally no credentials to you know, diagnose someone with, like, any kind of condition. No,
0: and then you just scare the shit out of a parent.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And you're like, oh, my God, like, is this going to affect my child's life? Exactly. And then you, yeah, you get into, that's how so many kids are, like, kind of forced, if you will, into taking ADHD meds or ADD meds.
1: Yep, yeah.
0: Wow. So,
1: you know, that's how I got my Adderall prescription, (laughs) like, thanks to Miss Infusino from fifth grade.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so... So on the topic of, like, these were two prescriptions you have for ADHD, did you find that you were more hesitant to take your, like, when you were diagnosed with bipolar, you were more hesitant to take those meds just because you knew, like, kind of how bullshit it can be, like, when they prescribe you meds? You're like, okay, you just prescribed me meds for the, basically, for no fucking reason. Like, were you more hesitant to take the ones you actually needed because of that?
1: Well, as I started getting, like, you know, further into middle school, more like, you know, I think, like, seventh grade, you know, I was still seeing, like, the same doctor that described me, the Adderall, like, Dr. McDermott. We knew that, like, something else was wrong, you know? Yeah. I still hadn't, like, fully come out or whatever, Mm -hmm. and, you know, like, my mom knew, my dad knew, but, you know, they weren't going to, like, fucking out me, like...
0: Yeah, in in a tiny little
1: beach town. Exactly. It's tough. They're chill parents, but, you know, no one... No one fucking care anyway. That's a different story. Yeah, so basically, like, you know, I, I was talking and talking and talking with her and I I I was just like miserable. Like I hated my life and stuff. Yeah. Like I think I hated my life from age thirteen to like nineteen or twenty or maybe even twenty Mm-hmm. But um yeah, so she put me on Zoloft at seventh or like eighth grade or whatever okay which is like another antidepressant yeah know, it's a very common one
0: yeah exactly yeah um, I'm sure all the listeners have heard of Zoloft it's kind yep, of like a classic Zoloft. Zoloft and Xanax are the ones that are exactly. like
1: exactly I'm probably you probably have heard a commercial for it
0: yeah exactly yep.
1: so yeah Zoloft kind of did the same thing as like the first one I took Vivance, it made me kind of seem like a robot I lost my personality Mm-hmm. Could not get a boner. Yeah, could not come.
0: I mean, that's the whole thing with with antidepressants too. It's it's pretty funny because like you go in for for depression or anxiety or bipolar, and they're like, oh, so some of the uh, symptoms will be, you know, like lack of um, uh, what's it called. I don't want to say ability. You what, what am I trying to say? Performance. Performance, yeah. yeah. Um, but then that's like the number one thing. And then another thing is like weight gain, which is a really big one for a lot of people. It's
1: Yeah, that's a big side effect for a lot of people. Yeah. Personally, I didn't have that. I didn't have
0: it either, thankfully. Yeah,
1: for me, it was the sex thing.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a bad one. And then you also get these side effects that are like, oh, you might have like anxiety and some depression things. And I'm like, you're telling me I'm going to have side effects of things like we're trying to fight? So that was like the one thing that really turned me off to them, but no, the sexual thing
1: is a huge. The sexual thing was huge because, you know, at like 15 years old, you know, you're just like basically discovering like how great your dick is and everything. <laughs> Can't and
0: relate, but I can believe I mean, you.
1: You know, I I all the guys can probably relate. Yeah. You know, everyone's like, you know, obsessed with like, you know, jacking off all day in like the bathrooms or whatever. And I'm just I'm just sitting here, like, <laughs> I'm taking this antidepressant. I can't. Yeah. Like, I literally cannot. Ugh. And it felt so shitty, you know? Like, I... It just, honestly, it made me more depressed. Being on that medication, it made me more depressed. So, you know, I... It wasn't the right one for me, so I stopped taking that one, too. So I went off of meds Completely? hmm Okay. Again. So I think, you know... Somewhere in eighth grade, I wasn't medicated at all. Okay. Yeah.
0: And how did you like, you felt okay? Well, you hated your life still.
1: Well, yeah. Like, I still hated my life. Yeah. You know, it, was, it sucked. You know, I was still trying to, like, you know, struggle with coming to terms with, like, sexuality and all of that. Yeah. But, you know, this, this was like, it's like two different, like, universes, you know, yeah. trying to, like, you know, battle at once.
0: Wow. Yeah, I feel like during my – so, like, 14 was, like, my first panic attack, and then my first, like, having to go to therapy was 17, senior year. Do you remember, like, in 2012 when everyone thought the world was going to end?
1: Oh, yeah. What was the date again?
0: I don't – it was, like, December something, 2012.
1: yeah, December 20-something, 2012.
0: Yeah. I literally had to go to therapy for that because I was so distraught over the world ending. So I went, it was like a town over because it was like with the military, it was like free, which is nice because the military allows you to, um, seek, uh, psychiatric and psychological help. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. It's really great. Yeah. Um, and so I went there and it was just this like really hippie woman. I didn't vibe with at all. She, she like the whole place just smelled weird and so, for the like hour long thing, I'd be like, Yeah, I'm so scared of like the 2012 world ending and I don't know what to do. And she's like, Mm hmm. And then she'd just stare at me. I'm like, Thank you for absolutely not helping. Oh, and then one day she brought these her two dogs, which like normally I love dogs and I would love to like see them in a therapy setting, but she, these are like the really big. Like really tall, like a greyhound, but with the long hair. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Oh
1: yeah, like the really big hairy dogs or whatever. Yes, yeah, and they, the, they make me nervous. Yeah, and they the entire
0: time they were just licking themselves. Like, making that noise. And that's one of the worst noises (laughs) in the world. Yeah. And she wouldn't tell them to stop. And I'm like, I can't just tell my therapist's dogs to stop licking them. I mean, I probably could because it's, like, my therapy session. Yeah, Yeah. But I was, like, 17. Yeah, exactly. So how would I know that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, I think just because that was so focused specifically on the end of the world, I don't think that she put me along to a psychiatrist because she thought it was just this one instance. But overall, I mean, my my anxiety and my depression actually come from a insane fear of death. And so that was just like a little blip of it. Like, oh my God, 2012, the world's ending. I'm going to just never see the light of day again.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, when really that should have... It's part of the bigger picture and should have like helped me through that, through the rest of it. And she should have put me through. But so I didn't end up seeing an actual psychiatrist till 23 years old, so last year. But that was like the turning point and like, oh my god, I'm bananas. I'm cra- I literally thought I was like, I'm crazy. Why is this scaring me so much? Because like people would be joking about it at school, and I literally would be like, <gasps> stop
1: stop it's not a joke yeah it's
0: not a joke
1: yeah but you would relate to it so much that yeah yeah so I mean that was just very
0: interesting for me um but yeah I mean it all starts pretty young which is crazy but you can definitely see it within people growing up you you really can and then like later that senior year I would just like be so depressed in school and I would Go. I had a great high school counselor that every like third period she would let me skip a class and like go nap in her office.
1: Oh, what a homie.
0: And she, she called my parents. She was like, I think Alyssa like needs help. Like I think she needs
1: mental help. Like my fifth grade teacher. Yes.
0: However, yeah. she was correct in this. But she didn't say what. She was like, yeah. I think she needs to go see a doctor or something. Okay. Which was great in the long run because she didn't say like, oh, I think she has depression. She was like... This yeah. girl's sad all the exactly. time. Like, like, to be
1: fair, like, this wasn't in fifth grade when, like, you know, my she approached my mom, like, at a yeah. fucking parent-teacher conference exactly. and was like, hey, I think your kid has ADHD, get him checked out.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was just like, hey, this is not having yeah. a real great time, so maybe yeah. do something. That's a
1: much more chill approach. It
0: is. I, re- I
1: respect that a lot more than what my fifth grade teacher did. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a different time back then. It's fifth really grade. good. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, so kind of back on how you so you left you had eighth grade completely free of meds
1: yeah and, and completely into ninth grade too okay yeah. okay into um, ninth
0: grade or just all of ninth grade all of
1: ninth grade too sweet yeah so this was the time where I was like completely like I'm not going to therapy I'm not doing Ooh, any of this shit.
0: that's a hot take <laughs> yeah
1: well I don't know this was like my peak like my peak like you know rebellious, badass, like, I cannot deal with any sort of, like, you know, what's it called? Like, official...
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... We're really good with words. Wow, right? Um, Dictionary, please. Dictionary, please. Um, People telling you what to do.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Whatever that's called.
0: It's a word. Someone called it. I don't
1: know. Basically, bottom line is, I don't like to be told what to do. So that was, like, my peak. Ninth and 10th grade, whatever. Yeah. Um, 11th grade, it started, like, becoming, like, apparent, you know, like, something, like, really, really, really is wrong. Still didn't do anything about it. Okay. Um, Would you
0: have... So, bipolar, also known as manic-depressive, if you guys didn't know, because it leads to these manic stages, so very high highs and very low
1: lows. Very low lows. And, yeah, so there's actually, you know, two... Um classes of it mm-hmm. you know bipolar one and bipolar two okay, so you know i have actually, I should probably know this, but I have bipolar two okay um ninety nine percent sure yeah, um so that actually it doesn't have like as high or like as lows
0: so it's a little more difficult yeah, to
1: exactly to tell what it is right, so you know the the mania is not mania it's actually called hypomania okay, so it's like you know you're almost really like you know being crazy but but not you know yeah you're, you're not like dancing in the middle of like Santa Monica Boulevard and like yeah you know with your shirt off and like only your underwear and stuff and like with the speaker and all that uh-huh. you're not doing that you're just you're going to the mall and you're spending money and oh,
0: okay so yeah it's it's so your mania would kind of just be like these crazy yeah. impulsive well, it's things. Hyper- yeah, exactly.
1: It's not even called mania. It's, it's hypomania. Yeah. Okay. You would, you would go, you, a lot of sex. A lot of sex. You would. Really? I mean, the amount of guys that I fucked on Grindr. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Classic. From
1: when I was in the hypomania phase. Yeah. Was,
0: no, I think um, that real. is, was, that is was, a common bipolar thing. Yeah,
1: I mean, I don't want to call like, you know, you know, hooking up, And, like, having a lot of sex gross, but, you know, looking back, like... And just where
0: your mindset was at during it. And,
1: like, looking back on the profiles, too, I was like, oh,
0: fuck, like, this (laughs) is (laughs) gross. It's like you just needed someone in the moment.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. My standards went super low. Yeah. Um. You know, so that hypomania phase would last for, like, you know, five days or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I would have about, you know three or four days of like, you know, normal. You mm-hmm. know, I could lead like a normal life. I felt like a normal person. Yeah. Or whatever. And this whole time I thought, you know, nothing was, you know, going wrong. Yeah. Like I just thought, you know, this is how it was. Whatever. Like, you know, every week is a new mood. You know, mm-hmm.
0: this is fun. It's life. You yeah, know, exactly. I don't I can't tell my personality and what's exactly. happening with it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, the week after hypomania, I was like, okay. This is, you know, my normal week or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, cool. Um, I can study. um, I can, you know, take my tests and, you know, get good grades or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. But then. Uh Uh-oh. You know. I'm like on the edge of
0: my seat. That (laughs) but then was so incredible.
1: (laughs) It was was like the Monday would come around, you know, like everyone's Monday. Yeah. And, you know, I would have to get up for, for school. Couldn't get up. Yeah. You know? Couldn't do it. Yeah. Couldn't get in the shower. Couldn't eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do anything. In bed. You know, my mom was like, Gavin, get up, get up, get up. What are you doing? Yeah. It's 8 o'clock. You're Let's like, go. Sh- I'm like, Mom, shut up. Oh, my God. Like, seriously. <laughs> get me some water. It was like a really bad hangover. Uh, yeah. Like, I-, I was like literally bedridden for four days. Mm-hmm. You know? That's crazy. And it was it was brushed off as like laziness, I guess. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it you know, I, I wasn't actually like sitting in bed the entire day, but you know, I was I was late laying around, I was You know, watching TV, I was was eating a lot. Yeah. I really ate my feelings.
0: Uh, Um,
1: Oh. A lot of Trader Joe's mac and cheese. Okay, that's good. I know. That's a good thing, right? It's really good shit, Good shit. Like, if you haven't tried it, you guys, you really need to try the Trader Joe's mac and cheese. It's red and it's in the frozen aisle.
0: (laughs) Trader Joe's, sponsor us. Yeah. Sponsor these two. (laughs) A manic depressive and a depressive. (laughs) (laughs) You really helped us. Yeah.
1: Hashtag ad.
0: Hashtag ad.
1: Um. But, yeah, so a lot of that. My mom had to buy a lot of that for me. Um, and, you know, so that, that would end. And it would go back and kind of, like, into a a two-day normal phase. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, like, back into hypomania again. It was a cycle. Yeah. It. I think there were I, – if I do the math right, I think there were, like, three cycles a month or whatever. Yeah. And so I started – I saw – the therapist, the one yeah. that gave me the Adderall.
0: Yeah, and so at this time, like, everyone knew, but you just refused to take meds. Like, you just really oh, didn't. I,
1: I refused. I was like, no, like, because I was also in, like, the really healthy phase or whatever. I was, like, I was making protein shakes. I was going to the gym and stuff. You are like, You're all, like all I
0: need is to breathe in and meditate on yeah, this. Yeah,
1: I was, like, a quintessential, like, LA boy. Oh,
0: my God, yes. A
1: quintessential. Classic. Um, I still am, but... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm healthier now. Yeah. Um, And I was like, yeah, no, like, nobody needs meds. Like, that's stupid. Like, if you just, like, you know, work out and eat right, like, you'll be fine. hmm No. Yeah. Like, to this day, I know that's, like, so not true.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people that do think that, unfortunately.
1: I know, and... It's just absolutely false.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Unless you do have, like, a, an anxiety that can be managed. Um, but, they I mean, that's why you do go see a doctor. And that's why...
1: Exactly. They... You know, like, if, if you do feel wrong, like, you know, like, seek out help. Like, it's probably the best thing you can do for yourself. Yeah, exactly. You know, don't wonder. Don't, you know, stop looking on Google or whatever. Just, like, go talk yeah. to someone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, do not look on Google, people. Just...
1: Yeah, there's something. Something like, feels false, wrong. Yeah. The Yahoo Answers thing and, whatever. Like, oh, my God. Whatever. It's such bullshit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I used to do that shit, and... Same. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't help. And that's why
0: it took me to 23 to... <laughs> yeah, exactly. ...get anything.
1: It did not help. Yeah.
0: So, when was your first... So, you had Zoloft. You were off Zoloft. When... Because bipolar, it's actually dangerous to only be on an antidepressant.
1: Yeah. So, this is actually the thing. So, um... The the next time that I actually, you know, went on to meds, so half, after high school, um I went to Indiana uni- University.
0: Chris, that's for you, baby. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, shout out to Chris, Chris's <laughs> boyfriend. And so I went through freshman year, through sophomore year, didn't oh. do anything. And, you know, the same thing was happening. High highs, low lows, whatever, you know, I mean... You know, I wasn't really passing classes or whatever, you know? I, I could pass classes, but I I wouldn't because yeah. the time, like, finals came around, it was, like, the unlucky time, you know, where I was just, like, you know, in bed or whatever. And I was, like, yeah. mm, like I don't think I'm going to study for my finals. I think I'm just going to do it the day of. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I still had the Adderall prescription, so I'd, like, pop an Adderall the day before and, like, force myself to do it. Yeah. But... That's not the way to pass a class. No. No. Absolutely not. Or
0: to just learn in general. Exactly.
1: Like... Right? Yeah. No. Um. So I think it was at the end of the end of sophomore year. I went to a doctor in Indiana. Okay. And she prescribed me. Because I really, really, really thought like I had Anxiety. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought was wrong. Yeah. I really thought it was anxiety. Um, you know, which was probably true, but that wasn't all of the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so she gave me a Xanax prescription and then, like, more importantly, a Prestique. Pristique. So, okay. Christique.
0: And what is that?
1: So I think, I'm pretty sure it's like this antidepressant. And, you know, from her words, it's supposed to work with depression and anxiety
0: okay
1: so i was like cool yeah no more depression no more anxiety i'm gonna be the happiest guy ever Mm -hmm. um and then so after sophomore year of indiana i decided to stop because i hated the school you know i hated what i was studying yeah i took um two gap years in berlin in germany Mm -hmm. um so in germany christique was not legal like it wasn't oh like they don't even have christique in germany that's crazy yeah so you know i had to get a new psychiatrist in germany yeah whatever tell on my symptoms blah 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 and she was like oh well it's depression da, 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 da. it's like not even
0: Yeah. like i was just told it was anxiety i know
1: i was like oh like this is so tiring yeah you know? so she prescribed me um wellbutrin wellbutrin which is one
0: part of what you're on right now
1: yeah exactly so i actually told her my history of like all the meds and i was like okay well if you want to prescribe me an antidepressant it has to be one that doesn't have any negative sexual side effects yeah so she prescribed me wellbutrin Mm -hmm. um which doesn't have any negative side effects in fact it actually for some people including me makes you more horny good yeah right That's amazing yeah so she started prescribing me that yeah um I mean, it didn't really help depression that much because I was still, like, you know, in the phase of, like, really hating my life. Yeah. Um, and I guess I, I really was, like, still anxious, like, a lot of the time mm-hmm. just because, like, you know, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I was horny all the time. Was, <laughs> you know, when I was in that high high, you Yeah. Know, I was having sex all the time. So even like,
0: with well well butcher and you're still feeling these episodes.
1: Exactly. So I wasn't I wasn't going into the low lows anymore, mm-hmm. but I was still going into the high highs. Yeah. Yeah. So um my family actually came to visit me um in Berlin and this was like in the peak of like one of my like um high swings. Yeah. And she didn't, like, say this to me, like, right away. This was, like, you know, you know, I, I feel like a few months later or whatever. Uh-huh. But she was like, Gavin, you were manic <gasps> as fuck.
0: Wow. Like, your
1: eyes were just so wide. You were running around. Like, you couldn't stay in one place. Like, you wanted to do everything. Like, you wanted to buy us all this stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, like, yeah, like, that's actually what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. But so they visited me, like, right before I was going to move back to L.A. Mm-hmm. So when I moved back to L.A., um, I started seeing another therapist, um, which really helped, you know, with the transition from moving back to Berlin, which is, like, you know, probably the best years of my life, mm-hmm. even though, like, you it's know, a rough come happen. down. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's a rough come down. Back to my hometown. Um, and then I started seeing another psychiatrist too. And like, we, they collaborated and like, we really started That's talking. That's awesome. Yeah. We, they really collaborated. Like, we really worked together. Um, and oh, I forgot to say too, the therapist that, or not the psychiatrist that prescribed me Adderall first mm-hmm. initially told my mom that. She thinks that I had bipolar.
0: Oh shit, no way.
1: Yeah, but never told me.
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah. So I found this out.
0: And bipolar is like not something. Like you always hear about depression and you always hear about like anxiety, but like bipolar is something that's like a joke almost. And so you never know what the symptoms are until like.
1: Until your 20s. Yes. So yeah, so she told my mom this and my mom was like, okay, whatever. Like it doesn't show up. Like whatever. Yeah. I didn't find this out until I went to the doctor and they, like they gave me a printout. I was like, "Can I have my full chart, please?" Cuz I just wanted to see. Yeah. And it said bipolar 2. And I was like, "Um, can you look into who put this in here?" And they were like, "Okay."
0: <laughs> You're like, "This is news to me."
1: Yeah, I was like, "This is news to me." So this this was like actually the time like when I was back in LA yeah. collaborating with the that um the new therapist and the psychiatrist.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I show them, I was like, you guys, like what what is going on? Like who's been lying to me? You know, yeah. I, I felt I felt really betrayed to be That's honest.
0: A very stressful thing. Because you're it, you're supposed to be able to trust these people exactly. that they're trying to do the best for
1: you. Right. And I was like, if maybe if I had known this like, you know, when she told this to my mom. Yeah. Maybe I wouldn't have like you know, maybe my life would have been like a lot different. Yeah. I don't know. Given like yeah. I, I looking back, like I did have like some really cool experiences. But you
0: I know, mean it kind of I, just I, I adds could have
1: made I could have made like better choices. Yeah. for sure. And it
0: just kind of adds to this whole distrust of of the psychological and uh, like psychiatry psychiatry yeah of Mm -hmm. you know when they want to prescribe you something you're like okay well what if this is all fucking bullshit because i'm sorry i just got lied to for 10 years like about what i had so right like how do you know
1: so once once i saw that printout, and once i was like talking to those two um like doctors or whatever you know Like, like professionals i was like wow like nobody knows shit yeah like whatever but I was like I'm gonna try anyway because you know I was really 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 miserable like mm-hmm. I was going through like a really hard time adjusting and stuff like yeah all of my friends were at college like out of town I didn't have any friends whatever I was living at home mm-hmm. I was fighting mm-hmm. a lot with my parents so I was like why the, why wouldn't I do this yeah you know? like why not um yeah so um so basically, and like it, it was even like a more trial and error from there. Like it, it didn't. Yeah. Get, it didn't get better from there. No. You know, like you would think it would. Yeah. But it didn't. It. Yeah. It got like a little bit even worse. Yeah.
0: So for all the listeners, what happens when you're put on a a, a new med, um, specifically like an antidepressant? Um, you have like a six week trial, so it it takes like almost a month for these meds to kick in because it's altering kind of the way your your brain works, right? And so it takes a long time for them, for you to see results, either good or bad. So with every new med that you try, like you're going to know within like six to 10 weeks whether or not it works for you, which is a long time to still be dealing with these mental health issues. So from there, I mean, you still have to, normally people have to go like, three to four different meds to find the perfect one for them. So that's a very long time to to try to be adjusting. And, like, you're always wondering, oh, does this work? Does Does this not work? Luckily, I found Lexapro, love of my life in trial (laughs) one it literally worked perfectly for me so bless up but I'm really happy for you for that yeah it was it was great it was meant to be yeah I like doctor called he was like hey like checking in like do you want to come back in like how are you feeling I'm like I feel great man it was crazy you guys it was like like my head was so clear like I don't know if this is how normal people see the world to begin with, like, I don't know if this is just how everyone lives their lives, but you guys are living it up, because, oh my gosh, there's, like, no foggy-headedness, like, everything, like, moves a little faster, kind of, just, like, I feel like everything had slowed down in my mind, it's great, highly recommend, yeah, highly recommend, yeah,
1: but, like, you know, Talk to your doctor. Talk first, to your doctor. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, don't just like buy it off the street. Please don't, because <laughs> yeah, do you that. never know what that's laced with. Yeah, it might be Molly.
0: It might be Molly. Can <laughs> you imagine? Oh my god, that's like the opposite of what you need when it's, you're going through honestly, depression. Yeah, like,
1: exactly. oh it's my gonna, god, it's just gonna make it worse. Yeah, but yeah. So when I was um, with those two doctors, basically, like, long story short, um, they prescribed me that one that I was in. Germany, well, mm-hmm. Um, which actually really did help with my depression. I, I was, like, you know, thinking a lot more about how I was feeling. Yeah. Um, kind of, like, keeping a journal, which I Good. would really, really, really recommend, you know, just – it wasn't even really a journal. It was just, like, rating, like, one to five, like, how do you feel today? Yeah. And I had it in a calendar format, and I started to notice, you know, like, there were, like, four days – you know I don't know like four day periods of like where it was like 10 I was like I feel like a 10 today I feel like blah, blah, blah. and then like the other days were like a 6 yeah you know and I was like huh like something was weird and then I started paying more attention and I during those days I was like spending a lot of money having a lot of sex you know it yeah. was like it was like the same thing yeah like it's a hypomania
0: mhm
1: so I went in and I was like yeah you know what like cuz I You know, I had that printout, and I knew that my doctor thought I had bipolar. Yeah. So I I went in and told my doctor, I was like, you know what, like, you know, she said this. I think, like, you know, we should probably address this and try something. Yeah. And so he prescribed me Latuda.
0: Latuda, you've definitely seen commercials for that. Yeah, you've definitely seen commercials for Latuda.
1: (laughs) But... As they say in the fine print, you know, all that, like, you know, fast bullshit they say. Yeah. They say, Latuda is not for everyone. Well, Latuda was not for me. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So, one of the... Two of the side effects are akathisia and drowsiness. Yeah. So, basically, what akathisia is, is, like, it's anxiety in your body. Yeah. You know, you can't sit. You have to move, and you're just so nervous and like you you just want to go home and lay in bed and but like your body is like like driving is yeah. not safe and yeah. stuff and you know when i was i was actually in dr- drowsiness too yeah. it makes you really drowsy yeah so you know i was driving like actually one day down the 405 freeway yeah. in LA um and i fell asleep Ugh. on the freeway um and i woke up just in time for me to slam on the brakes Jesus. into this car and that was the moment, like, I called my doctor. Yeah, I was like, like I can't, hey, you I know what? I literally
0: can't live on this.
1: Yeah, I was like, I just want to let you know, like, this happened. I'm going to stop taking this medication. Let's have an appointment as soon as possible. Yeah. Because this is not working. So we had an appointment as soon as he could. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he put me on um, another one, Lamictal.
0: Lamictal, okay. Lamictal,
1: yeah. So that also addresses... um mania for mm-hmm. bipolar and ever since then like i swear to god i mean we had to like dabble with the doses the, yeah a little bit but you know that wasn't too hard mm-hmm. and it only took like you know a couple months mm-hmm. and a couple months is like really nothing and you know the whole i mean in your whole
0: timeline yeah yeah
1: in the like... 10 years like that i've fucking gone through this it's really not that bad um it it has been night and day. Yeah, night and day. So, once it started kicking in, it was like you know I I I felt good, but not as good as I would feel in like you know the hypomania. So like, like
0: a normal good.
1: I would feel like a normal good, but I would feel like a normal good for consistently two weeks. Yeah, which is something that I've never experienced before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, is this how normal people live? That's
0: literally, it's yeah. insane to see the difference. Yeah. It's crazy. It's insane.
1: So I I, I went back because, you know, you have the, the checkup appointment or whatever. And I was like, I, I can't believe this. Like, you know, like I've been seeing you for all these years yeah. or whatever. And, you know, I, I never believed this would work. You know, like I was so opposed to, you know, medications before and everything. But it actually works you know yeah. it took so much trial and error it literally took 10 years it yeah. literally like i'm not i'm not exaggerating i i literally just told you guys i started this <laughs> when i was like 12 or 13 and yeah. i'm 23 now or it's whatever it's so it, it took amazing almost 10 years
0: i know and now yeah. you're doing when did you start okay cuz we met 2 years ago did we meet no a year a year Probably? N- no,
1: over a year ago. A year and a
0: half-ish. I think,
1: a, I think two years ago.
0: Yeah, almost. Yeah, I
1: think two years almost. ago. Almost. Oh, we're getting old, man.
0: Man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shout uh, out to
0: Emmy. Love yeah. you.
1: Emily Lesline.
0: Our, our queen. Yeah. Um, But, because we, we talked about it then briefly, um, but you, that wasn't, you weren't on the Wellbutrin and Lamechal stage yet, right?
1: I was on the... Well stage. yeah, but not on, yeah, yeah, and I've literally stage.
0: seen a difference like, yeah, it's, you have it's huh? amazing, yeah, um, yeah, but but the the drowsiness is a big thing. Just kind of with all of them. So if you're ever thinking about it, I when I first got on Lexapro, it said, and my doctor didn't tell me this, it was just in the paperwork, because oh my god, the paperwork they give you when they give you these meds are insane. Holy shit. It's, it's like, like a 10-page, it's, like it's like a workbook. It's like a, <laughs> workbook. it really is. You have yeah. to like write down feelings. I'm like, well, wow. And at the very last page, it said, do not drink. And I'm like, What? 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 And so I, I, I called, like deal breaker, yeah, I called the, the pharmacist and I was like, oh my God, like it says, do not drink. I, I don't know how to live like that. Um, sorry, mom, but <laughs> 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 sorry. Um, but they're like, oh no, it'll just make you drowsy. And I'm like, oh, oh, so like, you know, it's 2019, everyone takes Ubers everywhere. So I like won't drink and drive. They're like. Yeah, which is why, like, it's on the last page now, like.
1: Yeah, yeah. also, like, vodka Red Bulls. Yeah,
0: but no, I, so, during my second week of taking it, I went and visited my friends in Seattle, and we, like, tried to go out, and I was literally falling asleep at the bar. Like, I didn't understand how drowsy it would make me, but I was, like, three drinks in, and I was, like like honking out like literally my head was like doing that back and forth thing guys and yeah. <laughs> at the bar
1: <laughs> well this was like me on the latuda yeah you know like i not only did i fall asleep on the 405
0: mm-hmm. freeway i
1: was also like falling asleep in like random events like yeah in class or whatever when i wouldn't you know after i've gotten like a good mm-hmm. you know eight nine hours of sleep yeah with friends you know and not boring friends like good friends yeah and not
0: boring friends
1: yeah
0: <laughs> the boring friends you know who you are
1: <laughs> yeah you know who you are
0: <laughs> but no i mean the the drowsy stage for drinking with lexapro you you can get out of it it's just like a little blip and everything um, yeah, which is the, really nice the drinking
1: thing it, yeah for me I asked my doctor about it because, like, honestly, like you should always tell your doctor about like what drugs you take and whatever. Yeah, tell
0: your doctor about everything. They're not here to judge. Yeah, honestly, they really are not
1: there to judge. Like, you know, they've probably done coke off their
0: stethoscope.
1: Oh, dude, they they make enough money. Yeah, they do
0: coke. Yeah, (laughs) they for sure
1: do coke. (laughs) But (laughs) so they always ask you, and I'm I'm honestly like really honestly really honest that's a lot of honest in this honest sentence (laughs) but (laughs) so I tell them like yeah like I love to go out on the weekends and yeah I drink a lot and at the time I was smoking a lot of weed um you know but I don't feel the need to now because after these medications I don't feel anxious Mm -hmm. um Always be honest with your doctor. Exactly. But they, you know, they told me, they were like, okay, yeah, it doesn't have a bad interaction with this one, but this one it would. Yeah. And you can work with them, you know, you can be honest about your lifestyle. Yeah. And you can work around that with mm-hmm. them because there's so many of them. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, the trial and error is worth it.
0: Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Highly recommend friends, if you're feeling any I mean obviously not everyone. Don't just go and take LexaPro for a good time because it won't it won't give you a good time. Also, I'm so confused by the Xanax thing, like people taking bars of Xanax to party. I'm like it just knocked me out. <laughs> it just really on myself. I'm like <laughs> Yeah, I don't
1: I don't even like remember having a good time. No, but so, to each their own. But, but yeah, to one on their own or whatever that saying is.
0: To each their own. Yeah. What I said. <laughs> whatever <laughs> <laughs> sure fine i'll deal with it yeah, yeah, um but yeah guys i mean i know this is a little different of a of a topic but it's a really important one and if you're ever feeling those things um i've had to call call those hotlines before very helpful if you're ever having a panic episode or a manic episode cute rhyming um give one of those hotlines a call um They're very nice people. They're all trained therapists, and they talk you off a ledge, literally and figuratively. And so there's that, Um, and see a doctor as soon as possible if you're having any, like, really bad thoughts, self-harm thoughts. Um, You're actually, I think... uh, Best to check into the e r if you're having self help thought or self harm thoughts um you can do that go check yourself into the e r and then they'll take care of you from there and just watch you, which is really awesome but yeah, there's a lot of different a lot of different ways to seek help and and we're very pro i mean it was a long journey for you to be okay with the concept of meds um which I think it a lot of people um see that and they're kind of like, oh, it doesn't even work. But and you then you see people like Kanye who who I mean we're self di- we're diagnosing him but does seem bipolar.
1: Oh for sure. Yeah, as yeah. a bipolar I mean, person,
0: he might even be bipolar one. Um
1: <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. But, but yeah, we're not gonna like I'm not a professional. Like he yeah. can get his own help.
0: Yeah, which, which he should. He should whenever yeah. he says he's off his meds and his head is clearer I'm like bud.
1: But uh, your head is not clear. You're manic.
0: Yeah. like Whenever you
1: think you're manic, you think your head is clear.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's it's just really important, especially with all all of the social media going on now, to kind of be able to figure your own emotions out and, and seek help when needed. Because emotions are a bitch, man. They're hard. They're hard to figure out.
1: Yeah. Especially when you're growing up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, we're at 55 Minutes. We've talked a lot. I think this was a good episode. I think this was a good little timeline, right?
1: Yeah, this is a good one.
0: Well, if you guys ever have any questions, feel free to DM me or text me or any of it. Um, But yeah, thanks guys for listening and thank you, Gavin, for being on this.
1: Of course. I love being on it. It's a pleasure.
0: Um, So we'll see you guys next week. Bye.
1: Bye-bye.